Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. A first look at Shazam. Who will be the villain in Wonder Woman 2 and Aquaman as a palate cleanser? All now. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. In the Great Hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes. Created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Yay! What up, everybody? We are here in studio. It is the DC Movie News Show on the Popcorn Talk Network. I don't think I've been here in like nine years. It feels so good to be back in studio, and we have a squad for you. Uh, you know, it, it's a different squad. It's the first time the three of us have been on the show together at the same time, I think, right? Yeah, I think this is maybe the first time it's been this combination of us. Yeah, yeah. so we're keeping it different. But it uh, feels right. It feels great. And we're really happy to have you watching, uh, listening, however you're getting the show in. We appreciate you. Make sure you follow the show at DC Movies SK on Twitter, Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. Johnny LaQuasto here with you at Jay Quasto. Roxy Stryer, I think might be out of the country, but follow her at Roxy Stryer. She's doing something, but yeah, she's busy. Anyways, follow her. <laughs> she's in Mexico. Is she in Mexico? Yeah. What's she doing? Working? Looking awesome She's on just Instagram. She's flipping her cute pink hair and right? being fabulous. <laughs> and Yeah. That's what she does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam Gertler is doing something uh, maybe food related. I'm not quite... Maybe hosting related. Maybe both. He is a very, very uh, talented individual. Follow him at Adam Gertler. And Mike Kalinowski is fighting crime. So follow him at Mike Kalinowski. But into the studio right now the squad we have she has so much stuff coming up she's the best friend on the show you can also see her at the amazing las vegas comic-con june 29th to july 1st and also at the amazing comic-con aloha in honolulu august 24 to 26 and tickets went on sale today follow her at elena jordan she's elena jordan hey that's me good to see you again (laughs) it's good to be back it's always good to be here it's we got a, a decent amount of stuff to talk about today it's gonna be pretty good and next to you, one of my favorite people on earth. He's one of the most amazing photographers you'll ever lay your eyes on, uh, and his work, of course. But I mean, it's kind of a nice combination. <laughs> uh, go to rickymiddlesworth.com, follow him on Instagram at rickymiddlesworth. If you remember a couple of years ago when there was that amazing photo that came out of uh, Jared Leto as Joker, but it wasn't Jared Leto, a oh, big yeah. firestorm. I don't know him. That was Ricky Middlesworth. That's how talented he is. What's up, Ricky? Thanks for having me, guys. So I'm here new. with my uh, my twin Harley today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here today. Today, this week's news is so fun. I can't wait to get to the topics. There's a lot of it. Yeah. So first things first. Uh, Shazam, Shazam is already in production for a couple of weeks. Yeah. We got an accidental first look at Shazam, which they you know they said, hey, this is not what we wanted to have out there. We're gonna put in a, you know a real photo out at some point. Mm-hmm. But there it is. I mean, it's nothing fancy. Uh, but that, it looks like it's on an episode of Chuck, to be honest with you. I don't know <laughs> what's it's happening. It's definitely Zachary Levi. You can see his face just enough. And the hair. It's not Because at first cheese. you thought, oh, is it a stunt double? But yeah, that's, that's him. It's amazing how these superhero films, when you're just looking on, you know, just back behind the scenes photos, 
it doesn't look anything fancy at all. Yeah. Because there's no special effects. And yeah. That just looks like a, a, the sequel to Elf right But now. I feel like it was just a gift to Mikey Christmas that it was like, and it's at Christmas. Right. <laughs> the first thing I noticed when I saw it is it looks like it might be, I, I haven't done my IMDb research, but uh, it looks like it might be a different costume designer because it looks like a departure from the, you know, the typical Michael Wilkinson aesthetic we see in, in mm-hmm. the suits because it looks it, it looks a little more cartoony, mm-hmm. it looks a little happier, you know what I mean? Well, they did say they wanted, they wanted to make it as traditional as possible as far as uh, yeah. the costume goes. Which would make sense because, you know, you think of Billy when he thinks of a superhero, yeah. that would be what he would think of. So, but you know, it doesn't have like the scripture, like the the tattered texture. It's it's very sort of uh, iconically comic book. Mm-hmm. It looks good. And Zachary did a live stream the other day on Instagram saying, "Hey, how'd everyone like that Shazam pick that went online? <laughs> kind of crazy, right? Well, that wasn't planned. That was totally unplanned. Hopefully, we will have a better pick at some point out there for people to see. And David Sandberg as well." He's followed that up with, he's on Reddit all the time and he's all over the place. He said that Warner Brothers already knows what they want to do. So my question is, who's the person that leaked this on set? Someone in the mall, I guess. It wasn't really a closed closed set, so to really? speak, right? I'm thinking maybe like an extra or you something. You think so? Yeah, because what do they have to lose? Sorry, background extra background actors. You're about to lose your phone privileges. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen an official photo because, you know, usually they try to beat those types of photos sure. getting leaked and when they do they try to you know because right now on the show we're, we're we're talking about first look at shazam and it's this picture so mm-hmm. I, i'm surprised they haven't released something since now how do you guys still feel about the casting of zachary levi as shazam i'll be honest i was leaning towards thinking it was going to be john cena because he's already have you know, he has enough film experience he's in you know, live television every single week and obviously he looks like a shazam uh, they went with Zachary. And also, just his social media following, it would have been a guaranteed success. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine all the kids. John Cena has more children fans than I think anyone on Earth. Oh, know? yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, you know, Zachary Levi, obviously, good actor. He, I, th- I think personality-wise, he's right for the role. What are your thoughts? I'll start with you, Elena. I feel like he's going he's gonna to probably surprise a lot of people and do a really, really good job because, one, he's been so invested, just like the director, he's been keeping up with all of his social media and he's been really posting about how passionate he is about this project. So I think that's definitely a good thing. I do think John Cena would have been a good choice, yeah. uh, but I definitely don't think that they have made any errors in casting. I agree. How about you, Rick? I, I like that they went, because uh, anything I would say about Zachary Levi would be out of ignorance, because I've never seen him in anything. I never watched Chuck. Um, but kind of going with the less obvious choice, to me, is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really excited that the, uh, the kid from It is in this movie, and it sounds like he, he could have just as big of a role as, yep. as the uh, Ashley Angel or Angel Ashley... Asher Angel. Thank you. I don't watch Disney Channel anymore, clearly. But doesn't Asher Angel sound like a superhero name, too? Yes. Yeah, say. or, or the, like a boy band. Or the front man to a boy band. <laughs> yeah. But sure. but that kid, Jack, is so talented and so funny, and, and uh, I, I'm, all, I'm all in. It sounds like it's going to be a good time. If, we haven't, if we've learned anything from the past couple of years is that you know children-driven projects can work. I mean, you look at how talented those teenagers are. Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't even know if any of them were teenagers when they actually filmed the first season. Mm-hmm. And you just they drove that entire franchise, and they still are. So I think you're right. I think it could be a 50-50 split, which could They're be fantastic. They're actually not old enough to drive, but... no. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Fun fact, I actually got my... (laughs) I've worked with Zachary. I've actually... Give me a second. (laughs) I got my SAG card from working on Chuck. 
Like years oh, wow. ago, I, I got Taft Hart. I, I was just, you know, That's an awesome. extra for like a week. And I knew a guy on the set, and he like gave me the whole Taft Hartley like here's your sign. Cool, yeah, that's so that's a big moment. I had a brief uh, hello with with Zach. Very, uh-huh. very nice awesome. guy. Very nice guy. Right on. So Wonder Woman two, what is happening? We don't know uh, who's going to be Cheetah. Rumors abound. Emma Stone apparently turned down the role, according to Umberto Gonzalez and a couple of other sources. Um, they were even saying that she's kind of offered everything when it comes to DC, and she always says no. Yeah, which, which is—I uh, mean, she's an Oscar surprises. winner. Yeah, it makes you wonder why she would turn that down. I kind of feel like maybe she's holding out for Batgirl, which oh. may be holding out for a while. In a perfect world, right? To be honest you know, with you, that's because probably... think about it. Because I think that would be a good move on you know her management team to say, "Don't be Cheetah if you can be if you can spearhead your own mm-hmm. that could potentially have its own spinoff." Because we're assuming Wonder Woman will probably defeat Cheetah. She could also be taking her career in a totally different direction, and you know, because she's kind of aging into a different uh, demographic now. You know, post Oscar win last year, so maybe superheroes aren't really in her trajectory or superhero movies. Yeah, obviously, we don't know what the, the real truth is, but now the rumors are, uh, as of yesterday, that Kristen Wiig might be uh, considered to play Cheetah. Uh, for those of you who don't know the Cheetah character. Um, there's always been an intertwining with Wonder Woman. Sometimes they're friends, sometimes they're enemies. And there was a failed ritual. Since then, uh, she got these powers of a cheetah, and she's vowed to defeat Diana as a matter of pride, as putting it simply as possible. So this created a bit of a, <laughs> you know, fire online, I guess. Uh-huh. A lot of people into it, a lot of people not. Kristen Wiig, she's a comedic actress. What the hell? I have my strong opinion on this, but I would love to hear what you guys have to say. I think she would be a great Barbara Minerva. I think right. she would be a phenomenal. She's a phenomenal actress. She mm-hmm. has shown versatility. People have forgotten she's already done multiple dramas and mm-hmm. has been extremely successful in all of them. I do. I. I was less excited about Emma Stone being offered it and more about Sarah Paulson being offered there it. There were rumors of that too, but I guess I she felt said like, no. yeah, yeah, I felt like Sarah Paulson would have been phenomenal, but I feel like age wise, I'm glad that they're going not with Emma Stone and more with somebody who. Yeah. Well, Sarah Paulson's probably a little bit too old for that role. I mean, in general. She and Kristen Wiig are pretty close. Are I they? Think. Maybe they are. I just, um, I see Sarah Paulson in American Horror Story and she plays so much older. True. She probably she's so good that she's all she does is scream and cry in American Horror Story. So like <laughs> she just plays a lot older in that. So maybe that's why I'm thinking she she's is an older. amazing actress. I like that playing yeah. older is screaming and crying. Well, in, in American Horror Story, <laughs> is, she's always stressed out. That's true. That's so true. so this Kristen Wiig casting she's rumor 43. is okay. my favorite bit of DC news in a long time. I, I don't know if you guys agree. I think this is maybe one of the most ironic casting stunt casting choices if it's true if she ends up being offered the role you know because dc has a track record for really you know these stunt casting especially with their villains and it's worked out in the past with heath ledger but then it didn't really work out too well for jesse eisenberg and jared leto because those were what the hell moments and this is another what the hell moment but i i love kristen wiggs so much i think she's so brilliant and talented and i think she's really smart too and I wonder, you know, obviously I have more faith in Patty Jenkins than, than anyone here. Look at what she did and with she, Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She apparently handpicked Kristen Wiig, too. Yeah, so, I mean, I want to see her audition tape. Could you imagine? Wow. Because I picture her, you know, playing this role, like, on SNL, right? Because that's how we know her. Gilly! Right, like, but to, to, to cast this sort of 
quote-unquote, like, mousy woman as this fierce, you know, tigress that growls and pounces. Which, which and, can work. I mean, that's kind of, like, from a PR standpoint, brilliant and people gets people talking. But I saw... Nothing but hate online. It really pissed which is me off. Kind of I'm gonna for the course. I'm about right? to. I'm about to do a Quasto rant Please. on people that were negative about Please. that. All right. First off, those of you who just look at Kristen Wiig as a comedic actress and think, "Oh, well, she's a funny person. She can't be serious." You're dumb because <laughs> funny people often make some of the best dramatic actors on earth. I'm not yeah. even going to go down all the names because you know what? Making people laugh is the hardest thing to do in entertainment. That's why most people can't do it. If you learn how to master the craft of making someone laugh, guess what? Being serious ain't that difficult. And Kristen Wiig has already started to pr- uh, prove that in other films and other projects. So for people that go online thinking it's a terrible casting, you're just very uninformed and you're very ignorant. And you don't realize how difficult it is to make people laugh. And she's already mastered that part. So, go watch the skeleton twins. Amen. There you go. <laughs> and so I think it could be a, a fantastic casting. And, and well, will she take it? We really don't know. But you're right. Just picturing her as that character could be, could be fantastic. My, my friend was asking me about it. And they're like, what do you think? And I was like, remember, remember when we all found out Anne Hathaway had been cast as, as Catwoman? We were like, huh, kind of scratching our heads. It's like that times five. But like in an exciting way. Like, I want to see it happen. Now I want her to sign the deal. I want to see her transform into like this character. I feel like she will. I feel like if Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman, who was notorious for fighting for her vision and yeah. creating something mm-hmm. brilliant, mm-hmm. says, I want you specifically. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think that you would say no. Guess what? Before Monster, did anyone look at Charlize Theron no. and yeah. think, oh yeah, she could do that. You watch that movie, you're like, who is that? Well, I think what you Kristen know? Wiig is really good at too is her relatability. Mm-hmm. And if she's playing, um, you know, her... Um, because I don't know the character as well, her Minerva, Dr. Minerva. Minerva. If, if she's, is she a doctor? She's not. I need to read some comics here. <laughs> um, but when she, when she plays that character, you know, and she's friends with Diana, if they're, if they're true to the comics, like, we could really get some serious ethos in her performance because mm-hmm. she's really relatable and maybe she's, that, like, borders the, the line of good and evil. And I don't know. I just, I want to see it happen. And we and, don't, Cheetah could be a secondary villain as well. We don't know. True. And I, I implore DC to take your Oscar-winning makeup team and avoid CG as yes. much as you can yes. because Practical this is a effects. huge opportunity to transform her into that. Would be so rad to see. And I think we, I think they've learned from a couple of their recent films that CGI is not necessarily the way to go with a villain. People are tired of it. I agree. Yeah. For sure. And we um, want to see the performance. And you know, speaking of, you know, comedic uh people who have become amazing dramatic actors, I give you two names. Robin Williams, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Robin Williams became one of the greatest dramatic actors on the planet. And, and how scary was he in uh Insomnia? And one hour photo. Oh yes, that's I think what I meant to say. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> and so there's I'm excited to see what happens and I think um no matter what Wonder Woman two, we got a while to go. But just talking about it is exciting for everybody. And so that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, well, we got a movie that is going to drop this year, guys. And that's yeah. Aquaman. And there are screenings, actually. Now, we can't imagine this is the final cut. They're definitely going to make adjustments, you would think, after these initial They're screenings. They're test screenings. They typically do test screenings. How do we get several a test months. screening, guys? Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like it's so at random. They don't like they don't want us because why? we talk. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they want the people who don't care as much and would just be like, yeah, that was good. 
Mm. <laughs> but our opinions would be nice, right? I, I agree. I, I, I have agree. gone to some test screenings before for things, and they do a good job about really asking questions yeah. to, to people to get some good feedback. But Well, we got a couple quotes here from uh, actually Jeff Snyder, a buddy of mine from the Schmodown over on Collider. He, uh, he says that apparently screenings are saying that the action scenes of Aquaman, quote, put Wonder Woman and Justice League to shame, which is, wow. Yeah. That's... That's something. And uh, positive reception saying from Berto Gonzalez, um, you know, people, yeah, I heard it was, I heard it was great. He says someone else told me it was a palate cleanser for them for DC. So someone who maybe was kind of not too keen on the previous films and, you know, the Zack Snyder thing. So look, I've said all along, you let James Wan do anything. It's going to be good. I mean, he has a totally different style when it comes to action sequences. And, you know, I, I haven't seen all of the Fast and Furious movies or which one it, ones he did, mm-hmm. but, um, but, yeah, I mean, he's got a totally different voice. I'm, I'm well, he excited. did Saw and The Conjuring. Here's the quote I yeah. like the most. Um, this is from Snyder. He said, I heard that it plays like an Indiana Jones movie. That's, yes. Yeah. So I totally know how what I'm about to say sounds. Like, oh, my God, I know someone who knows someone. But Please, like, do that. We love that. I, it's, I know the viewers and listeners are like, yeah, sure. But, you know, we live in LA, LA and, you know, people talk. And, but my friend works at a, um, a trailer house. And they're cutting uh, Comic-Con stuff, and they cut one version of the trailer that they don't know if it's going to be used or not. But he, So he's basically seen the film. You're and he, kidding me. Yeah, and, and this is a guy who hated Justice League and was just like, You're all, we're all going to have to survive Justice League. And just... just oh, he bear, knew it. He knew it beforehand. It, and he was just yeah. like, just just like, sh- just buckle in and just hope we get past it. Sort of. So that was his dialogue before that movie came and out. Did you ever hear that rumor? You know, we talked about a couple weeks ago in the show to where the reason why WB cut Justice League down to two hours was because they knew it just wasn't going to be popular. And oh. they said, let's just get it out there. And they already had their course of action ready for get the, the onslaught. Most screenings per day. So I guess you're friends. Well, I, well, the, 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 um, what I was getting to was basically he really liked Aquaman and he says, I can't wait to see it when it's finished. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually optimistic. And, and I was like, okay. And he's like, I can't say any, anything else. So, but that's, that's great. It was just a thumbs up from him. I love that Aquaman is what's going to keep the GCEU above water. I know who, hey, <laughs> Elena Jordan, everyone. Is, Catch her in Hawaii and Las Vegas this summer, <laughs> as well as San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> Well uh, done. I just, I'm really excited. It's amazing we have to wait another nine months. Yeah. No, no, not It nine seems months. very far Is away. Is it nine months? Yeah. November, right? November. It's pretty much, yeah, I mean, it's March now. But, okay, uh, so yeah, a little over eight months. But beginning yeah. of March. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, I think James Wan, I, I love the way, he, I feel like he went into that film unaffected and unpressured by what else was going on in the DCEU. I think he went into it saying, I had nothing to do with those. I have full confidence in my vision. I'm going to make this happen. And I feel like that's probably exactly what he did. And mm-hmm. um, let's see, Momoa was also uh, defended. Let's see. Oh, he defended Justice League, saying uh, he tries to stay that blank away from what people say. I feel um, like that wasn't really defending Justice League as much as saying I didn't read any of the reviews, but I think James Wan's going to do a great job, so just watch Aquaman, please. Pretty much. And I'll be honest, <laughs> smart, I still say smart I, position. I enjoy Justice League. I mean, we got to see that private screening. I was really into it. But at the same time, I'm also not the harsh critic that a lot of people on the internet are. I enjoy Justice League, and in my imagination, it's like a uh, an animated Justice League film mm. because it makes me less critical of it. And so when I... <laughs> <laughs> I have to like I have to I psych myself that. out or I have to brainwash myself into thinking something that it's something that it's not uh, cuz I left 
happy after I saw it for the first Me time. Too. I was like, that was fun. You should have seen our review after seeing it together as yeah. a group. We were all just super giddy. Yeah. I think maybe Gertler was like a little bit 50-50, but like Roxy, was her head almost exploded. I was super pumped, and Mikey was didn't even have his shoes on. I mean, he was just all just... <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then all of a sudden, it came out and just... Uh, yeah. A lot of people And then disagreed. I tried. You weren't a fan? <gasps> That's, I, it just it still gets me the opening credits when he holds up the sign that just says I tried I'm like oh from the beginning I was like oh this means this is gonna be a patchwork <laughs> you were quilt. really looking Let's deep see. yeah it's amazing well, like, that, that I never the first thing I noticed I was like oh you're not wrong see yeah. how did you notice like that's so <laughs> deeper than I look into movies like I thought it was just like a, a you know a destitute man holding a sign saying I tried and like that's what I thought and meanwhile you're looking nine levels in and I'm just like wait. There's no way. Because of this show. It's because of all of our speculation. It's in my brain already. So you still think Josh put... Th- uh, Josh. Josh put that in on purpose. <laughs> as his name comes across saying, I tried to do my best with this. Wow. You I- know, I watched the digital version because that's out right now. And I... I after seeing it uh, more than a, a few times now... Uh, and I hate to, you know, hate on CG. You know, sure, like much sure. respect to, to the digital houses in town. But... It's like I just don't think it's going to age well at all because you know you see those those movies that are really CG heavy that came out like you know ten twenty years ago and you watch them now and you're like right you don't want it to be really corny yeah I just don't think this is going to look good in ten especially that's why I'm hoping that they will just be in Wonder Woman with you practical effect heavy yeah go Jurassic Park route that's what people want to see yeah I mean look at how they've they've done the new Star Wars obviously they have to use some. Some digital effects, but like build build the sets. Like uh, I was watching um, Justice League the other day, and the the Wayne Manor at the end of the movie is completely yeah. CG. Yeah, it felt build kind of like a room. Once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, like, build how, a room like Tommy Wiseau. How how hard is it to build four walls that look like the Wayne Manor? I just don't understand the the decision making behind that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, people can say a lot of things about Suicide Squad. The one thing you you definitely can't say is that the Mm-hmm. The makeup and the special effects. There's a reason they won the award. Those characters it's got a lot of texture to it. Yeah, when they're walking down the street together, story be damned. Yeah, weird zombies be damned. They're walking down that street. You feel something. You're like, mm-hmm. that looks amazing. Yeah, and so hopefully they can follow that trend. Uh, you know, obviously Aquaman. Apparently, it looks like they've done it, and um, Shazam as well. And- well, uh, and when we were watching it the other night too, my husband asked me. Because, uh, you know, he had seen it once in the theater, and Steppenwolf keeps saying, mother this, mother that. And he's like, who's mother? And I'm like, I don't know. Who knows who mother is? Because we never got an explanation. Mother box? I mean, but you know there was something cut out from his backstory that may have referenced yeah. who, like, mm. what's his exile? I don't know, babe. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Because they cut it out. So, like, sure. now I watch, the more I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that Honest trailer was, was kind of on to something. <laughs> someone, uh, someone tweeted us. I guess someone, uh, a fan is trying to do a GoFundMe or a Patreon to do their documentary on wanting a Zack Snyder cut. Oh, I should donate to that. It's weird. That. It doesn't make sense to me because no matter how much money this dude gets, he still has to find the right people to get the damn Zack Snyder cut. Right. He's not going to get people to talk. I don't think we're going to see that documentary for like 15 years. Like, yeah. They want to push that as far as yeah. they can. It's like the Kevin Smith um, Death of Superman lives. I mean, there's yeah. there's such a story there. Where it's going to be told one day, but not anytime soon. No. Uh, so another movie that uh, we hope happens, and you already mentioned earlier, Elena, is uh, Batgirl. So... Joss Whedon. That's another one that's probably not anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. He he departed. Oh. 
uh, which was a, a surprise to some. And in a statement to Hollywood Reporter, Whedon explained that he had to step away after failing to create a story worthy of the character. He said, Batgirl is such an exciting project that it took me months to realize I really didn't have a story. I'm grateful to Jeff and Toby and everyone who was so welcoming. And so I said, uh, oh boy, is there a sexier word for failed? Because that's kind of how he feels. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this is one that's going to be just up in the air. I feel like it's probably going to affect a lot of the spinoffs, and I feel mm-hmm. like that that means that they're probably going to focus mostly on our primary characters mm-hmm. and on doing movies just about them instead of ones that they feel are more secondary characters, which to me is kind of a bummer. It seems like it's because of two reasons. Is the, One, like they have to get Batman right before they get Batgirl right. And sure. what's, I mean, it's now, what, a year since Matt Reeves has been hired on to do the Batman movie? Mm. We've literally heard nothing. That yep. makes me really nervous. So now it kind of makes sense that Batgirl is, is, is shelved for now. But also, yeah. we're living in a really great cultural era right now in entertainment in, in general, I guess, when it comes to inclusion and, you know, after the Me Too movement and yep. Black Panther being such a huge phenomenon. And this, honestly, I'm, I'm as much of a Joss Whedon fan as I am. I'm so okay with this. I know we were going with that. Right, because right, Because right. yeah, yeah. I think it needs female voices behind it. And I'm glad mm-hmm. you said it because we may have a savior. I didn't so, know I had a segue, but there you go. This is the beautiful thing that Twitter's a mess, but Twitter can be pretty awesome sometimes. So um, Roxanne Gay, who is a New York Times bestselling author and has written Marvel Comics before, real simple, tweet, hey, DC Comics, I can write your Batgirl movie, comma, no prob. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then uh, Michelle Weiss, who's a VP at WB, <laughs> followed up by saying, if you're serious, dot, 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 contact me, and then puts her legit email on Twitter. On the internet. On Twitter. Yeah. Did she know that we could see that? I don't know. She, you I know she like changed she her email address. I had to now. have not known. But we could <laughs> she see thought that. it was like, like a DM. On, Maybe. And then so Roxanne hits her back. Yes, I am serious. I will email you. So nice. how great. I mean, who knows? She might have the right story. It, it, at least it's worth looking into. Yeah. Because I think a Batgirl film could be really important. Just like Wonder Woman was important. Just like Black Panther was important. Like I don't think it should be, be written like any other superhero film should. No. I think it should mean something Almost origin-like. She's going to have to do the training. She's not Batgirl when it begins. She becomes... Yeah, well, like, what what does it mean to to be Batgirl and you know in the shadow of a man? Mm-hmm. And that could be a really interesting feminist story about how she overcomes that kind of stuff, navigates through all that, and so, pre and post Oracle life too. Yeah, but, you know, true. that's a lot that hasn't really been explored. Mm-hmm. Is the idea of your physicality being limited and still being a superhero? True. I mean, to me, it's a no brainer that this should be, you know, spearheaded by a woman. Yeah. Like you said, as great as Joss Whedon is, guess what? He's not going to work out. Find a woman who knows things. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the story and the origin, they're out there. Mm-hmm. You just got to give someone a chance. They gave Patty Jenkins a chance when she, uh, you know, didn't have uh, as many opportunities as she should have over the years. And guess what? Wonder Woman, save your damn franchise. Yep. I think it's so. important just like if we're going to have a story about so-and-so's story, that sounded weird. But, you know, if we're going to have a movie about so-and-so's story, let's have someone who understands what it's like to walk in those footsteps a little bit tell that story, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, imagine if Black Panther had a white director. Like, it just it, 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 it would just make doesn't no sense. work. It yeah. just, you know, especially in 2018. And that's a great thing. 
Yeah. Looking at chat roll here, and a lot of people are, you know, they're saying, like, I, I think we should not worry about Batgirl until everything else gets straightened out, which yeah. is, it's a fair argument, but we're still going to talk about it, because it's fun to talk about. Uh, so, speaking of other movies that may happen at some point, um, Joaquin Phoenix uh, played very coy this past week when uh, someone brought up the idea of him being the Joker, and he said, uh, what movie about a Joker? I have no idea what you're talking about, so... Who would have thought Joaquin Phoenix being shady? I mean, <laughs> I saw right through that. Yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's playing it coy. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's no way that he genuinely does not know that people are talking about this. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's one of those guys that doesn't have an internet account or whatever. And uh, but I mean, it was re- it was reported by very reputable sources that. Yeah. The question I have is, are we not okay with Leto? I mean. Does he? It doesn't seem to me like Leto wants to move on. I think he would still be interested in, in doing it because I don't think he was happy with how his his character came out. But is it the WB is just no longer interested? I think that at this point they've just moved on from Leto because one, two, after kind of the Me Too movement, if you're sending used condoms to your uh, coworkers, that's that's a liability. <laughs> well, I mean that you're right. That was very <laughs> character-ish, but okay. But it's, you know, like, I feel like they're saying there's already been associations with Leto because of how it was cut, which I don't think is his fault. But regardless, once you have resounding, just people loving, loving a character that you have with Heath Ledger and then Jared Leto saying, let's see if we can match it and that not being the case, I feel like they're just going to move on. I think Mm. this, I think Joaquin Phoenix could be... uh, their way out, basically. Because I, I think they're kind of trying to sludge through the mud they put themselves in. Uh, clearly, I, I am not a fan of Jared Leto's Joker. I think he was miscast. I think he was a, an example of stunt casting that didn't work. Mm. I think he's kind of a creep. I, I don't think, like, PR-wise, people don't like working with him. Sure. Not that that means he's not a great actor, um, but I thought his Joker performance was very unfocused. Like he was just sort of throwing things at the wall, had no idea what. Well, that also falls back in the doing. director, though, who also admitted that he kind of messed up too. So. Yeah, yeah, and and apparent, you know, all that unused footage, like maybe it was unusable. I just think, I think with all of these standalone kind of unconnected films, I think it's their way out because they're, they're probably contractually obligated to have Leto back in some way, shape, or form. Well, here's my question: if we uh, Suicide Squad 2, for all intents and purposes, we've heard is a disaster thus far on set. People not happy. So you would think Joker would be a part of that. Yeah. We're saying it would just be a whole new Joker, more or less. Well, if, it, if it's supposed to be to a separate story, then maybe, even though we've been saying that we want it to be a very cohesive DCEU, that this is going to be exactly what you're saying, kind of a way out where they're going to have Leto in the Suicide Squirrel, Suicide Squad realm, mm-hmm. but then this being set up Standalone. as... yeah, And then set it up for the future. I mean, I wonder if the delays with Bat, uh, Matt Reeves' Batman has anything to do with this. Like, is is Matt Reeves going to recast and is he going to be a part of this world? Wow. You know, okay. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess the reason they got Joaquin Phoenix or getting him or if he's if he's even in uh, is because he do, he liked the idea that it was like a standalone. He doesn't like he's kind of press shy and he doesn't want to commit to 10 films. So that, I could be wrong. We've already seen the Batman Joker story, but who knows? Yeah. Could be fun. Um, speaking of which, guys, if you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life, we got a podcast for you. So 
Maria Menounos, founder of AfterBuzz Popcorn Talk. She has a new podcast called Conversations. It's hosted by her herself, and it drops every Friday on iTunes. It features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of your life, from health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more. Look, Maria has been through a lot. We've all seen it, and she's come back very, very strong. So she knows a lot about life and success and having to come back from really difficult health situations. So go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know. It was us who got you there. So DC Movie News, Conversations, listen every single week, podcast edition, y'all. Let's see, moving on. Chris McKay, I'm also a big fan of this dude. Uh, Someone tweeted at him. I was, uh, he says, I'm pretty sure WB are going to have to fire me if they want me to leave Nightwing. Because someone asked him about, you know, Joss leaving Batgirl. Are you in a similar situation? He's like, nah. Somebody tweeted saying Chris McKay probably leaving Nightwing. Oh, there you go. Uh, Joss Whedon leaving Batgirl. I was against it before because I really enjoyed Superman in this universe. But shit just reboot. And McKay responded with. Right. The reason they're thinking he's going to leave is because now he's in talks to do Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. which would come before Nightwing. But I guess this probably is directly related to the Batgirl thing. Like, the, well, you know, I feel like all of this too. This kind of ties into something else that we're talking about. Is basically the AT and T acquisition deal. Yeah, is a big piece that there's supposed to be this $85 billion acquisition deal that's been on the table for so long yeah. that they've been trying to, the government has been trying to set up blocks saying that this is going to be a monopoly and putting acquisition blocks in. And now because it's taken so long, there's a possibility that, that might be successful and the deal may not go through. And if the deal doesn't go through, that means Time Warner is going to have to sell off mm-hmm. pieces of their company, including Warner Brothers, which would directly affect the DCEU. So so would they not, be, just because I don't know exactly how movies made, would they not be able to be in production as that kind of a deal is in process? They could be in production, but it's going to affect budget because uh, they're not going to oh, know yeah. what m- amount of money that the studio will physically have at that time yeah. because the parent companies that back them are what fund them. And so if you already have deals in with actors and with locations and everything that mm-hmm. you have to secure your monetary investments up front, which yeah. a lot of these contracts are done, they're not done in back end points, then that's going to really affect what budgets are able to be filtered it's, off into movies like Nightwing instead of something gotcha. that's a sure okay. thing like Batman. Yeah. We know that Batman is going to sell enough merchandise right. that the merch sales alone will yeah. offset any sort of marketing costs that we have for Nightwing. Much like Justice League, you know exactly. it's going to be fine. Well, okay. Technically Justice League is a financial success. It's not what they wanted, but it's still a success whereas, you know, offshoots are a question mark. That's why like Cyborg is kind of like, you know, brushed off to the side now. But, but what, was it a financial success? Didn't it, they lose like a hundred million dollars? I don't believe so. This is the thing, though, so. is because this is kind of going into a whole separate topic. But the Chinese market is what really yep. helps a lot of these yeah. because, based on the way that the Chinese government has it run, only thirty-four American films are allowed into the country every year. If you're selected as one of those thirty-four films, you've just opened up your market to China. Now has more theaters tickets. than yep. America. Oh wow! And so that's why there's a lot of like Injustice League and different things. Subtle wow. Chinese product placement. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They'll have some Chinese actors brought in. 
Um, and it's because if they're able to hit that market, then the Chinese market can basically save the budgetary restrictions that are then given, which is also probably why they're like, look, just put a bunch of Chinese product placement in it, send it out, we'll be one of those 34, we'll recoup our expenses. Yeah, what Transformers did. Justice League has made uh, 600, almost $658 million mm. uh, U.S. The budget was $300 million. Um, it's amazing. Black Panther has outgrossed it in four days. <laughs> wow. Mm. But yeah, six hundred fifty-six million or fifty-eight million when it cost three hundred. So, and then like you mentioned, China just—I think it was the most popular movie ever in China or something. It was like it's up there. It's up there pretty high, and that's the main thing is that if they can be one of those thirty-four films, then they're basically securing their finances back, which is why they're not really worried about it being a patchwork film. I see, because they don't have a cohesive universe right now. Like, how- man, it's easy to forget that these creative decisions can be are are made by a company that has like shareholders, and sometimes the Department of Justice is going after them, and then it puts everything on hold. We, it's kind of easy to forget as a fan. Like that could be the reason why we're not seeing these movies in development. It seems like that could be part of it, is <laughs> yeah. because they're saying we don't know if we're going to yeah. have the actual money in our budget for things that we don't know we're going to necessarily get. The mm-hmm. what could help or hinder is going to be Shazam. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's for sure. And speaking of which, Henry Cavill's going to have a cameo in it, and there's rumors, uh, this is on Geek.com, saying that could this possibly be his last appearance as Superman? We don't know what the cameo is going to be, how extensive it's going to be. Are we going to see his face? Is it just going to be a silhouette? Who really knows? Hmm. It seems that what this is, though, is that Cavill wants this. to. Be, he still has one appearance left on his current contract. If he can use this cameo as his final... He wants out. He doesn't want out. He still wants in 100%. He He wants a new contract. He wants a new contract that's going to pay him more for Man of Steel 2. So he's pushing, like, yo, throw me in. Exactly. And I feel like because there is such a push for him and people really, really love him, I feel that it's this is a good move. If he can use this as his final thing, then he can negotiate for a much larger contract, kicking off with Man of Steel 2, and then do a three-film negotiation there. I hope so. We, given the, the right material, he's really he's a great Superman. I I rewatched um, Man of Steel when I was on this cruise a couple of weeks ago because you have a lot of downtime on, <laughs> and I, I I really like him as Superman. Like I, I understand yeah. he's not he, he may not have the greatest range in the world, but Superman never had the greatest range. Superman None of the actors stoic. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and an he's, alien who right. Is... Yeah, he's so incredibly likable, and he might have the best physique on Earth. Aside from uh, Chris Hemsworth. Or Krypton. Or Krypton, yeah. I mean, maybe Chris Hemsworth, he probably got him on that. But, <laughs> you know, we're comparing an 11 versus a 10 and a half here. So, um, His body's insane. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Sure For is. that reason alone, give him a contract. Yeah. Give him a raise. He's, <laughs> that he's body. worth it. But it's going to be exciting to see whatever happens, you know, in Shazam. I think having him in there, that's definitely a fun, uh, a fun thing we're going to enjoy. There's also this amazing concept art. Uh, from Justice League that showed up on Reddit, and we just want to show it because, God, damn, it's beautiful. Cool. Look at Atlantis. You know, I credit give credit when it's due. Zack Snyder's really great at at recreating these sort of concept cells. Well, you know, whether it's you know two CGI or not, that's a whole other, another discussion. But I mean, reference material versus what we got, pretty close. And if well, we didn't really get to see too much of Atlantis, and I feel like if we had m- more world building too, yeah. And we saw more of this. I think we might have been into it. A I wonder more. if if Atlantis is going to be completely redesigned in James Wan's movie. 
Um, well, we didn't get a full shot of it in That's Justice League, so true. you got to believe that we're going to see all of Atlantis, much like you know mm-hmm. Themyscira. We're going to mm-hmm. see everything, and which I'm yeah. glad we didn't see it all in Justice League because yeah, now yeah. when you go to see Aquaman, you're just, yeah. But at yeah, the same wanna... time, it's like if we see them guarding the mother box, and we see that this is something important even before somebody's coming after it, yeah, then you're more invested, and then you care more about the fact that it's being taken. I don't know, maybe that's just me. Right. <laughs> that pretty much covers the movie news, which means it's time for Tony. It's time for Roxy Strives. This is for Roxy. We got the little shoulder bob. I like that. Oh, I know how to do that, and I know how to drop the bows. All right, so. <laughs> iZombie season four, we Woo! got a trailer to watch, and uh, I I admit I don't have time for TV. I know Roxy Be goes slowed. crazy about this. Sh- yeah, she loves this. So I love this show. This show is so good. We got the trailer. Let's show it. You understand that your husband might not have had the most enlightened views about zombies. I'm sad that Roxy Who wasn't here for this. Am I right? You're not in Seattle anymore. This is new Seattle. It's lucky for us they did wall the city. If all you innocent humans left, they'd drop an atom bomb right on Pioneer Square. And our goal here is to prevent the formation of zombie street gangs. We're zombie town. Packaging human brains by day, cleaning them out of the grinders by night. You'd probably enjoy licking the brain bowls clean. Oh, of course. I'm fine. This new world's going to take some getting used to. Are you a zombie? What zombie lover? You know. So selling brains on the black market. <laughs> Live together. Selling together. Uh, brains on the black market. Okay. For live. I still just love that her name is Blake Moore. Zombie. Mondays at 9, 8 central. I'm excited. CW. Just killing it. The C-dubs. It's a really cute show. Just killing it and eating their brains. I know. I know Roxy's all about it. I, I'm just way behind on everything. So This one is worth watching. It is funny. It's I've good. heard. I, I don't know. Who's the girl that plays? Is she the lead? The blonde girl? Yes. She's yes. so she talented. Plays... I've only seen the first season and then I fell off, but oh, it's really it's good. So is good. she a zombie in the, in the show? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. That's that's done in the opening credits. We're not giving but it away. But Olivia Moore, she's Liv Moore is her name. That's why. Wow. Her name is a pun. I love it. <laughs> I think it's about perfect. <laughs> Uh, well, we got to talk about this as well because uh, you want perfection, you want to get healthy, you want to enjoy your food. Well, Blue Apron, we are proud to have them as a sponsor. They're the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the entire country. Their mission is to make home cooking accessible to everybody, and there's something for everyone. That's the best part about it, right? You can get a quick bucatini, you can do broccoli and pecorino cheese and Italian-style shrimp and sweet pepper, the whole deal. It's convenient. It doesn't take a long time. You don't have to have amazing skills in the kitchen, and you can make it happen. There's 12 new recipes each week. Customers, you can choose two, three, four, whatever recipes you want. Super high quality, only non-GMO ingredients, and meat with no added hormones, which is amazing. And you read the reviews. People love the food. We got Blue Apron food right out here in the hallway right now. Someone's eating it as we came in to record. Adam Gertler is a food expert. He eats Blue Apron, so it's real easy. Blue Apron is treating DC Movie News listeners to $30 off your first order if you go to blueapron.com slash movie news. So go to the menu, check it out. You get 30 bucks off. That's like a full, you know, three, four meals right there, I think. So blueapron.com slash movie news. Blue Apron's a better way to cook. So make it happen, guys. Bam. Yeah. Well, now I'm super hungry. Thanks, Johnny. You are welcome. <laughs> Blueapron.com. 
All right, so iZombie happened. Um, there's a thing about uh, Joker. We're talking Gotham now. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's going to be something shocking. There's a Jerome and Joker connection They've coming been saying, up. Everybody's been thinking that Jerome is Joker. They've been yes. saying Jerome is Joker, Jerome is Joker. Since season one. Saying, yeah, everyone's, it's obvious that Jerome is Joker. Yeah. He's been saying, no, no, I'm not, I'm not. The actor who plays him. Um, to me, it was Cameron so blatantly saying, obvious he was Joker that it can't be. That's They were saying that, but they're saying that Jerome is actually going to have a huge influence in who becomes Joker, and that is the big shock. Um, uh, we actually have the quote, too, that uh, Mazows actually said that it really think- is one of the biggest shocks... I think it's safe to say that this kind of transition is not only the smartest thing, but the biggest kind of surprise that Gotham has thrown at its audience. Gotham loves to kind of have a shocker moment. I mean, I'm sure we'd love to have a crazy cliffhanger, but this one's not even on the same level as anything we've done before. Whoa. I mean, the second I read it in the script, I was like, oh my God, yes, that is perfect. I got to get back on Gotham. I, I did see the first one and a half seasons I caught up, and now I know I'm way behind, but... well. Kind of the thing, though, is since he said that he read it in the script, that means we know it's going to happen season four. That's true. It's written. Yeah. So it is written. But he also <laughs> said that we were going to see Harley by the end of season three, and that didn't Oh, happen. did he? Yeah. The same actor. And As I'll... a Batman snob, I just can't. I can't with the show. <laughs> I can't. That's, a lot of people can't, and that's totally cool. Uh, let's see. Ivan Soto in chat says, Lauren Lipkiss has been cast as Abel on Lucifer. <clears throat> so there's some news oh. that maybe just dropped... Uh, Oh, also, um, best wishes to Kevin Smith. He's recovering. Yeah. <clears throat> Sending all of our love to he Kevin Smith. He feels like, like we don't know him, but he like feels like our uncle. Yeah. He's so yeah. sweet. I just have so much admiration for him. I was really He got for very, him. very lucky. So what happened was yeah. he, he had the heart attack known as the Widowmaker. And this is yeah. one of those, um, if you don't get it treated within seconds, you will die. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler actually had a heart attack live on Monday Night Raw a few years ago. And if he would have had that heart attack at home, he wouldn't be with us. It just so happens that WWE has medical professionals right there. So the moment he fell over, everyone knew something was wrong. If you don't get it treated, he had a hundred percent blockage. He had to go into emergency. I mean, he is so lucky. He was probably super close to rupturing something important. He was doing a show too. Was, was he? He was, he was supposed to be doing two shows, and after the first show. He said he just started feeling kind of nauseous, and he yeah. laid down on the floor and then started throwing up, and he was like, I think something's wrong. Yeah. Man, so is, he, I mean, and life he didn't want so... to cancel his second show. It just happens like that. Bless his heart. I'm glad and, he's fine. And you never know. A lot of times, you know, from my experience in hospitals, heart problems are genetic, but also your lifestyle can either help or hinder your heart. And I don't think Kevin Smith has been the healthiest guy most of his life. I mean, he lost a lot of weight, but yeah. he, he, he did, did say in his, in his caption, he was like, maybe it's time to go vegan. Yeah. Because, I mean... All that stuff's terrible for us, and we just... A lot of it is. It sucks. It's so delicious. But we are glad (laughs) that he is going to recover, he's back, and, you know, keep on keeping on. Yeah. But take care of your hearts, kids. Yeah. Yeah, we love you, Kevin. Fish oils. Fish oils every day, at least. All right, make that happen. Uh, We have a Titans uh, TV show casting, it looks like. Or we... Let's see. No, where we're at. Um, Yes. What do we got here? Doom Patrol's Negative Man. Has been cast. Dwayne Murphy. Oh. That seems like yeah. a deep cut, that character. I have no idea who that character is. But Nor like do I. Glasses. No idea. No clue. Those chic shades. But, like maybe them. chat roll could let us know. But yeah, that has definitely happened. Um, so there we go. I'm excited for Titans. Do we have a date for the streaming service? 
No. They still don't. And that's part of the acquisition thing, too. Oh. So it's like, <gasps> that's going to be a whole separate service. So it's like... Because tell me when. You have my money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and let's see. The Flash the TV Flash. show is adding Null, Crucifer, and Folded Man. So three more characters. Cool. It looks like. Um, I mean, that's that show. They're getting pretty. Oh, they actually have casting notices out there. Yeah. Um, for Null, mid twenties, African American, accomplished jewel thief who has escaped capture for a long time. Ability to manipulate gravity. Sassy but dangerous. Crucifer, leader of the Tenth Circle. Scarred brute who frights Breacher. Who's Danny Trejo? And Folded Man. Mid-30s, a hippie type, Edwin has his life upended when he develops a power that makes him very hard to track. So, pretty cool seeing those casting notices. I love whenever they put the mm-hmm. casting notices out, too, and then seeing who they cast. Uh-huh. It's, I always think it's so fun, because sometimes they'll go so much different than what they initially yeah. put and, out for, too. And it's weird when you read something, you're like, that looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh. That can be frustrating, right? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Uh, Legends Unless you get cast. That's true. And that's the hey. one, the superhero universe, Marvel and DC, they do a good job of casting people who aren't necessarily, you know, have long resumes. And just saying, Twitter mm-hmm. has a lot of influence. Hint, hint, everyone watching. Yeah. <laughs> Does it really? Like, like you're talking about people campaigning for someone or just the followers Both. you have? Well, because if people campaign for somebody, then it yeah. gets the the name into the heads of executives who may not have thought about that person otherwise, who may or may not be cast for that role or for something later on if they know that fans actually have a desire to see this. Man, social media really has changed everything. I mean, look at Roxanne Gay. Changed our world. Exactly. Tweeting at DC Comics and all of a sudden the VP's like, you know what? We're open. Shoot me your ideas. That's how she got... In with them. Yeah, just now. Just, the, the story we just talked about how she, she's like, I have a story for Batgirl. I'm VP sorry, I thought you back. said Roxy. I, I, no, Roxanne. It. Roxanne Gay. Yeah. I'm back. Got uh, it. <laughs> also, uh, Robot Man apparently was cast for Titans, so we got that happening. And what else? Legends. Yep, there you go. Legends, season three. Finale. Everybody's been wondering, is Constantine coming back? And they've been asking, when are we going to see Constantine? Is Constantine coming back? Yes. So mm-hmm. shush. Nice. Be happy. One of my favorite directors is doing his press tour for um, Red Sparrow, Francis Lawrence. Uh, he did the last couple Hunger Games movies, and he also did the Constantine movie. And then they're, it's funny, they're asking him about his Constantine movie now, which was, what, like 10, 12 years ago or so, and uh, how he sort of regrets not being more comic book accurate with, with the movie, even though it was kind of like already written for him, and it was his first movie, so it couldn't really push what mm-hmm. he wanted too much, but it's interesting to hear him uh, speak sort of in hindsight and um, that he wished he would have gone like a f- full R with it. And even though he, oh, and he was speaking cool. highly of Keanu Reeves, but like, you know, he, he was like, yeah, he was supposed to be British and blonde and we didn't do that. Wow. Interesting to hear him talk about it now. Are you guys oh, up on uh, Legends? That. I'm still behind on Legends. Yeah. I, I also don't watch it. It's a fun show, but I'm also, I, I saw season one. I'm good at seeing yeah. season ones, yeah. and then all of a sudden, just life, and I'm like, oh god! Wait, I tend yeah. to be like yeah. four or five episodes back on everything. I'm watching yeah. Black Lightning. I thought I that was Lightning. incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all I'm all in on that. Oh, Black I Lightning know. is crushing it. I love Black Lightning reviews and ratings and everything. Yeah, yeah. it's really great for CW. I've heard that apparently Jonah Hex also might be on the finale of the season of Legends. I love me some Jonah Hex. Anytime cool. his character shows up, I'd like to see him in a movie again. That is done right, but mm-hmm. we'll see. And last but not least, yeah. Zack Snyder. So there's this new app called Vero. I have downloaded it. I don't know what it is yet. It had a lot of traction this week. Well, it's because yeah. Vero said our first million 
subscribers or whatever you want to call it will have it free forever just in case they ever decide to charge. Oh. So I'm, I get all these notices on my phone all the time. So-and-so has joined Vero, and I'm like, I still haven't had time to look and see what the hell it is. It's basically a different version of Instagram? It's, what Apparently. it is is it's a new social media, but it doesn't use any algorithms. So it doesn't have, like how Facebook has the algorithms that uh-huh. you only see a small percentage of the actual followers. Yeah. This is accessible to everyone. So, and so Yeah, so instead of having these algorithms where some of your posts aren't being seen, right. then this is saying, this is why a lot of creative people especially want to use it. Right. Because it's more, they don't have to pay to have their art seen. Because Facebook will do it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, is this Zack Snyder's app? Or is it Clay no. Enos' no, no. app? He, uh, we've actually had some reports that were on Vero that we've we've covered in weeks prior that a lot of these uh, directors have been using Vero for a while now. Some it's of just them are now, really promoing it hard. They no. are, but it's for that reason. It's, it's because it lets mm. you get direct access to the fans without having to fall under any of the uh-huh. the algorithms that can be manipulated by the actual social media network that yeah. then make you pay for sponsored content. Yeah. Or, got it, got it, got yeah, it. so it's, I, I will this say, isn't his app. He just uses it. Okay. Facebook has gotten very, very shady. And of course they own Instagram. For example, I, I've kind of figured some things out. Like if you post a YouTube link on Facebook, it will get buried because Facebook does not want anyone watching YouTube. So they want you uploading directly. Like you have a video, they want you uploading directly to Facebook. Guess what? They don't have a way to, for you to make money off of that. So Facebook right. is basically kind of pigeonholing you and be like, oh, well, I want people to see my art, so I'm going to put this video up there that I know I'm not going to get paid for. And then on Instagram, if you have anything with a lot of copy or dialogue, say you want to promote your um, a, a photography session yeah. or you want to promote a Comic-Con that has dates on it and words – Facebook and Instagram will automatically bury that unless people will see it because they don't want you promoting anything that isn't theirs. To me, that is ridiculous. Hmm. So if if Vero's going to help us with that, then kiss off Facebook and Instagram. I hope mm-hmm. Vero's great. Yeah. that's. I really feel like people are going to move into that direction, but I feel like it is going to be something that at some point they might charge. Which, right. But... I kind of feel like this is almost a marketing ploy to say we might charge just so yeah, everybody Yeah, if they're saying right you now. get it free forever, then that kind of that yeah. tells me that they'll charge eventually. Because if, they if they're not being paid off by, by these sponsors and corporations, then how, how are they making their money? Right, and it's just one more app to, um, to have to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's um, why I'm not on Twitter. Right. Yeah. I'm on this one hype star now because I'm a, like a, one of the newer verified people and I have to post videos every day. It's fun, but it's just one more <laughs> thing like, oh, i got to do this today now. Uh-huh. Okay. But if you are on Hypestar, follow me. Uh, I'm on there somewhere. Uh, anyways, that's pretty much the show, y'all. Oh, wait, his mustache game. Oh, the reason. The Vero. Reason. Oh, we yeah. forgot. Zack Snyder used Vero to poke fun at his mustache. There is the photo. Uh, let's see what exactly the comment was. He said, I've been growing my uh, facial hair. Time to get out. rid of my time beard. To, yeah, maybe it's time to shave. Some fan commented and said, why don't you... Digitally remove it with CGI. CGI. And he he basically said, we all know that doesn't work, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That was was what Zack Snyder said. So super shady at his own film. (laughs) Good for Zack. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. So I guess our homework for the next week is to all learn Vero. Okay. And how to do it. We're also not paid by Vero Get on Vero. Okay. And and post your photography. Okay, I'll see how it goes. It's not going to be like Twitter, I promise. I don't even post my photography to my Instagram most of the time. You should. I know. Something's wrong with me. I need like a You're too good. Oh, thanks. I'm going to start posting your shit. Okay. Yeah. 
on my account. Please. There you go. By all means, I'm not stopping you. <laughs> so anyways, that's the show, guys. We are at DC Movies SK on Twitter, Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. Follow Adam Gertler at Adam Gertler, Roxy Stryer at Roxy Stryer, Mike Kalinowski at Mike Kalinowski. Of course, Tony in the booth. Where can they follow you? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Tony B. Tony underscore. That's definitely not Ooh, Tony, yeah. but that's okay. Man, boys. Tony that's disappeared. Ba- that's... <laughs> I don't know. you guys haven't heard, I'm Batmanthony now. <laughs> oh, okay. Batman Anthony. I love it. That's great. Elena Jordan, put yourself over. I'm Elena Jordan. I don't have a fun voice to use. Uh, I'm Elena Jordan. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm at Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. You guys can get tickets for the Amazing Comic Con at amazingcomiccon.com. And you can check me out on the Schmodown coming up. Are you competing? I did, yeah. Oh my God, that's Five so great. Geekdom, inner geekdom. That's fantastic. Throwdown, throwdown. Good for you. That's very well. Hopefully, I'll be seeing you there more often this year. That's great. <laughs> and Ricky Middlesworth. Uh, I'm not even going to try doing a voice. You guys don't want to see or hear that. Uh, but I'm at Ricky Middlesworth on Instagram. Uh, and I'll let you know what my Vero is next week, I guess. Yeah. Go to rickymiddlesworth.com. <laughs> Uh, I am at Jay Quasto, um, quastoalbum.com. You want to get my album? I'll be in Pittsburgh March 15th through the 17th, I believe. And uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Our next television tapings are Sunday, March 11th. Other than that, go to jlocomedy.com for shows and dates and all that good stuff. And guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We love you. See you next week. See ya. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.